Hello, Chimichangas. Michael Lobo here. This is episode 136 of Just Because the Human Experience podcast. You can find more information on myself and the podcast on lobocreates.com. We finally updated it so it doesn't have my sixth grade picture where I had an awkward mustache. This episode, we are reviewing In the Heights. Uh, it's a movie out on HBO Max, it's in theaters. Uh, I really wanted to talk about this movie before seeing it. Then after seeing it, I definitely wanted to talk about this movie I had on Serena, my friend Sal, and my brother Jeremiah. We go into what we thought of the musical, but also, you know, we had a conversation about um, the colorism um, issues that, that came up with the release of this movie um, and our thoughts on it. This movie just moved me beyond, and I mean, we recorded like an hour uh, or so of us talking, and even after we stopped recording, I told Serena that I could I could talk about this movie for hours and what it means to me as a, as a person of color, what it means that my, my son gets to grow up in this time, and um, for that reason, I, I, think, I think people should go see it. If you feel comfortable, if you're vaccinated, of course, go see it um, in theaters. Be safe about it. Uh, it's on HBO Max until July 11th. Today's July 1st. Oui. This was recorded June 27th. That's the fastest I've ever edited a, an episode. Enjoy. See if, if you agree. Um, see the movie and then, and then listen to this because there's definitely going to be spoilers. Be safe. Oh, God, it's so hot here in Phoenix. Oh, God. I just want to dance with people in the streets. Shanunu. I didn't have headphones in, I forgot. <laughs> wow. Hi. Hey, what's up? This is so cool. <laughs> I, I, I made it. I made Zoom. I'm still waking up. Uh, how are you doing? Good, good. Busy lately, but not yeah. bad. All right. We just finished jumping through the movie through the song. Our son doesn't like the talking parts, so... <laughs> Luckily, we watched the talking parts on our own and then watched the music, Tim. Yeah. How's your day going or your weekend? It, it's been it's been a busy, busy morning. I help. My, my family is going to the lake for the most part. And I'm actually hanging out with some of my fraternity brothers today. So I'm actually borrowing one of my fraternity brothers' like office <laughs> to do the, the video. And then I'll go join them afterwards. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We'll just like an hour, and uh, it'll be all it'll be all good. I'm excited. Like I said, when yeah. you invited me on, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to do that. Well, I loved your status. I should have pulled it up before, but when I saw it, I I could just tell like it meant a lot to you. Well, it's a bunch of sun stuff. Okay, that's what you got. Uh, yeah. But I was like, <laughs> yes, I need to have him on to talk about it, pick his brain, and then. I'm excited. There he is. Fine. Um, Jeremiah. I feel like he just finished the movie 10 minutes ago because he texted me. <laughs> I'm in That's actually like 
great though because then yeah. you can get Fresh. you know that first reaction yeah jeremiah <laughs> okay did, did you just finish the movie uh yeah i did wow <laughs> <laughs> cool cool so yeah we're we're talking about um the movie a quiet place too um i'm glad you all are here wait sorry that's not the movie in the heights the first question is what were your thoughts when you saw the trailer or even like before seeing the movie what were your thoughts i'm a little emotional right now so i'm oh, put true okay, yeah go ahead i hear you <laughs> uh for me i went i remember going down the hamilton the hamilton rabbit hole i mean we're talking about like five years ago when i first heard about it before disney plus or even like before it even came to ASU. And thinking Len Manuel Miranda, I'm like, wait, he's Latino and he wrote it himself and he's like singing it or rapping it. And, you know, the cast is diverse. So when I heard that In the Heights preceded Hamilton, I wanted to know even more about it. So it's kind of cool. The weird part, though, is that when I first saw In the Heights, it was actually like a a play Mm -hmm. uh, at the high school my sister used to go to. Um, so she went to Xavier. For those of you that don't know Xavier Prep, it, it's a, a private, mostly Anglo school. Mm-hmm. So when I went to go watch the play, I was expecting they would have, you know, encouraged more of the Latinos in their school to maybe like, you know, try out and, and have a voice. And it was mostly white kids playing these roles yeah. and very exaggerated um, very exaggerated accents. So don't get me wrong. They nailed, like I've seen the movie now and I've seen like the sound, I've listened to the soundtrack and they do nail the song, but it's just very jarring to see a blue-eyed blonde girl singing, you know, Pasquín Se Fe, you know, it's, it's very, or or like Daniela and Claudia, you know, the the, the hair salon ladies, like it was very jarring. I bet. Yeah. Did we see the movie or the play after we saw Hamilton? No, we we saw Phoenix Theater Company put it on uh, before we saw Hamilton. And I didn't even connect when we saw Hamilton that it was the same uh, writer. Yeah, I don't Um, think either until the movie came out. And I was like, oh, this was a play originally. And we saw it and it was amazing. Um, We don't know, it was uh, Phoenix Theater. So it was a much more diverse cast, although we don't know, I don't know, um, you know, their nationalities or or ethnicities Mm -hmm. of the characters, but but I loved it. I was crying in the theater and then I was crying in the movie. And yeah, Yeah. yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda is a really, he's a powerhouse. He's really talented. Um, Yeah. He can have all my money. Like after, after <laughs> in the Heights, I was like, he did Hamilton, Moana, oh, yeah. in the Heights. He could just take all my whatever he writes. He I fully because <laughs> creative. It's creative, but then he's also um, putting people of color mm. out there. And then we can get into the more of that after the like the after movie. Jeremiah, what was your thoughts before seeing the movie? Like um, what my expectations? Like. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Well, I, I knew he wrote it, like, when the trailer came out and all that. I knew he wrote it, and so I, my expectations were already high because I was like, there's a lot of stuff that he does, and there's a lot of stuff that he's played in where I was like, he's really good. And so my expectations are really high, and so then when I saw it, I was just like, well, damn. 
<laughs> now, what about your thoughts and feelings during the movie? It's a two, it's like a two hour 40. Two yeah. Half, uh, yeah. Our movie. Yeah. What were your thoughts during? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, the weird thing about it is like, um, it's nice when you can watch a movie and it tugs at your, your emotional strings. And even when it's not like, cause I'm not Afro Latina or Latino, like I, but I still can understand. It's really nice when they are able to put that in there, you know? And so that's why I was just like, I was just like, it's so, it's so well done. I love everybody in it and the music and the, and it was nice. Cause it was like, it also had that, like, um, that musical feel that a lot of uh, minorities don't really tend to go towards. Because, like, when, whenever you talk about a musical, minorities, like, I don't want to deal with music. My mom hates musicals. She's I did, too. Yeah. I did, and too, so, for a while. <laughs> she's always like, you know, ugh, musicals is for a certain group of people because that's how it was. And so when these musicals come out where it's not just those people's it's it can be anybody you know it, it opens that whole world and so it's nice that it's able to uh i say kind of cross over mm-hmm. in a way yeah what i liked about it as i was watching it is i'm actually really thankful it came out on uh, hbo mm-hmm. uh, max so and i could watch it at home because I, i'm one of those people that likes to watch things with subtitles on yes because yeah. i don't want to miss anything yeah. And I know I knew the songs. I obviously know Spanish and English, but to be able to actually hear everything they're saying or read, I should say, mm-hmm. everything they're saying, uh, I wanted to be able to catch that. So when I heard that it was coming straight to like my house, basically, I was very pumped and I got so much more out of it because like you just see that line of like, you know, my parents came and all they wanted was a little bit more. And you're like instantly you just think of like, I remember my dad waking up at four in the morning to go work in construction in the sun. And like kind of that passing of the torch, passing on that sueñito, it just pulls at your heartstring the whole movie. And I I liked how they incorporated these visual elements to the dance too. Like even the little animation and graphics. I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's so cool. Yeah. 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 It was really, really well done. I was just, I was so excited just to see uh, Latinx people on a big screen. Like we don't yeah. get very many movies that are well done. I think maybe Selena was one of the yeah. first, and Jennifer Lopez is Puerto Rican. She's still Latina, but she's Puerto Rican. Um, mm-hmm. And then we had Coco. <laughs> and there's been like these really big movies for other people, and it's great. It was just like in my head, I was like, finally, it was mm-hmm. so nice. To, like I was dancing in my seat and I was sobbing like throughout most of the movie. <laughs> like, it was just, oh, I, <laughs> I think um, one of the articles was saying that they did a really nice job of like Usnavi not being the the center of attention of the movie, but he was also the, the catalyst that kind of helped move everyone along. And like, you were able to get to know each of the characters and each and how they interacted with each other and, and were connected as a community. Like it just felt really nice to to see like their hard work and their sacrifice and their humanity and not rooted in trauma and not rooted in like not judged or 
solely through the lens of like white privilege. I don't know how else to say that, but it just, it felt like a true celebration. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really appreciated that. I think that's a really interesting point that what you just said, because I hadn't realized that, but you're right. A lot of our, our stories, people of color stories are told through the, the paradigm of the white protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're more like relegated to that psychic or like second story or the second fiddle. Yep. Um, but these stories, you're right. It was like, everyone was different. Everyone had different motivations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had nothing to do with the eyes of like a white Caucasian protagonist. It, mm-hmm. it was very much like, look, you would assume that it was Navi and Vanessa would be identical in their way mm-hmm. that they perceive the world and they're literally going in opposite directions like mm-hmm. he's trying to flee home and he's trying to go to this idea of home mm-hmm. it's, it's i think that was like exhibit a of how we aren't just this mono very similar society i mean mm-hmm. like i said similar people you know we're, we're very complex mm-hmm. i remember when crazy rich asians came out and I think Black Panther, a little bit before that, mm-hmm. Serena said, I don't know if you remember saying this, like, when are we going to get ours? When when do we get ours? <laughs> and then, you know, I half jokingly said, well, I mean, Coco, but I mean, then again, that's a cartoon, right? You want to oh, see real life people. And so it was great to see this. And then... Don't like, get me wrong. I love Coco. Oh, like, I uh, still sob every yeah. time I see it. Yeah. Um, and so it's great that our son, who is, you know, um, this mix of both of our backgrounds, gets to grow up in a world where you have Black Panther movies, you have In the Heights, you have Crazy Rich Asians. More more so when, like, when we grew up, it was not like that. So I'm very thankful now that our son gets to grow up in that. During the movie, man, I, I, I was just too excited. We we did it. The We went to the movie theater because I was like, let's... Ex- our sound system sucks. So we were like, let's go see it. There won't be any dogs jumping on us the whole time. Let's see it. And then we'll... Pausing it. I know, like, pausing it. We and, know the refrigerator's like 10 steps. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, and just, yeah, like our son, if he pops out, just... And then we came home and then a few days later, we watched it with the subtitles. So we could be like, okay, what did we miss? And there was a lot of stuff we missed because... Yeah. It, I also just, like watching movies multiple times because you always pick up something mm-hmm. new. Like... You know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I loved the music. I downloaded the soundtrack a few days after we saw it, and then we've just been blasting it uh, ever since. So there's some differences with the play and the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought of during. That's why I'm bringing it up now. Uh, uh, Sal, if you're if you feel comfortable talking about, it, you don't have to. But like the whole implementation of the dreamer storyline, and I know I... you're very open about it. So if you could, if you don't mind sharing. Um, so it, it was crazy because, like you said, like I, I saw the play, um, so I knew that there were ob- some obvious story uh, lines that were different, and the focus on dreamers, um, particularly, and connecting it to the story through the sueñito. I mean, the, the movie literally opens. What is a sueñito? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, for me, that was one of the heartstrings that just kept being pulled throughout the movie because. In the beginning, they weren't as explicit about dreamers in the movement. It was more just like this hypothetical, our parents came for a dream and now we're trying to live our dream. But then when they started actually including that story, I thought it was super important that 
uh, he gave this movement a platform. You know, when 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 you should hear about Sonny and his situation, my mind's turning also as an immigration attorney. I'm like, oh man, like Sonny can't go to the Dominican Republic. I don't know what you're thinking. Like, I'm glad that the that Lin Manuel Miranda has been aware enough of his surroundings that as the play has evolved from off Broadway to Broadway and now Broadway to movie, he's making sure he's pushing or at least not pushing, but placing, uh, giving this, these movements a platform uh, and being very outspoken about it. I think right now, a lot of dreamers are more, more optimistic now that we have a new administration, but we always wonder, are we going to keep getting pushed back uh, until the, whole, the next election cycle and the next election cycle? I mean, like, I'm still wearing my Avios Trump shirt. Like, you yes. know, I, I'm, I'm very, very optimistic, but I'm glad that he's just bringing it up again. Yeah. And that's what we need to keep doing is, is whether it is the dreamer specific movement or our own stories and our own challenges, we got to continue to tell that story. We got to continue to tell that story or else people are just going to relegate us to the back. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also really important how they framed that story in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's yeah. such an important story to tell, but I also liked that they didn't, um, or to that end, they didn't put like it in the forefront of the movie like you didn't go into the movie knowing that Sunny was you know um undocumented so it, it wasn't like a oh but what does he feel like he he can't do anything you know he has to work in his cousin's store like they didn't frame it like that and I really appreciated that because there's so much more nuances in like humanity that you don't realize so they they start out I think with talking about wanting to go to the the march right or the um the Mm -hmm. demonstration that they were going to go to and it's not until later that it unfolds right that they start getting the pieces moving in order for him towards the end to be able to apply um with with um usnavi's help but i thought that was such a like a really nice way oh yeah go ahead yeah what i liked about it is that they added these breadcrumbs Uh once you see it the second time or third time you start you put picking it together. Mm-hmm. Like when he says, like, I want to go, like Bustani says, I want to go back to the Dominican Republic. Like that's that's my home. Mm-hmm. And then he's, he literally very specifically says, that's your island. Yeah. I got my island. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. New York is my home. And then, mm-hmm. so there's that. I love the part when they're talking about the 96,000 and they're singing the song. Yeah. Sonny is the only one who doesn't have the selfish dream. Like his dream is to pull it up everybody else mm-hmm. while everyone else is talking about like i'm gonna be like chilling with tiger woods or i'm gonna <laughs> run away or i'm gonna buy this or i'm gonna buy that he's like nah we gotta tackle gentrification and get computers yeah. to our community yeah. and i thought that was a very just dreamer kind of like mentality like, of like it, yeah i'm not yeah. trying to take anything away i'm yeah. trying to get yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i'm trying to contribute and it was a really nice way to kind of envelop in the gentrification piece, because I know a big criticism was like, why didn't they show the gentrification and like that kind of reality that, again, is super um, like dooming for people of color, especially. And it's it was still addressed, but it wasn't like the point, like it wasn't the another like main mm-hmm. frame to look through. It was just it was a reality, but it wasn't the only reality and it wasn't their whole life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's almost better because when it comes to gentrification, again, it's a lot of the people that have, 
and they're pushing people that have not. So if they would have included more of that story, here we go again. Yep. Latino and people of color being completely influenced by white people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and I, I think it was very smart that he didn't kind of fall into that pitfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now, like after the the movie, well, Jeremiah, if you just finished it, then you didn't get to read the articles, right? Or do you, I don't know if you've heard any of the criticism anyway, like jumping around I, social media. No, I have. Before I watched it, I I've read some articles oh, okay. about it. Um, um, so yeah, we can go into our thoughts on that. Of it's mainly that the Afro Latinx community didn't feel included that there weren't a lot of dark-skinned representation in the yeah. the main cast, at least as the four. I'm, I'm assuming is what they mean by the main cast. Probably the ladies, too. The salon ladies. Oh, yeah. Rosario. What were your thoughts um, as these criticisms were, were popping up um, after you saw the movie? Or even before, Jeremiah, in your case. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause... Um, yeah, because they did... Um... So I read that and I was like, you know, I don't know. It's it's hard because it's like, I understand being of a darker skin. I understand. I, I get it. I completely understand, you know, that struggle and that fight of like wanting to be represented, right? I, sometimes I feel like we are constantly fighting everything that we... Hi! Come on up, then. Hey! Don't say hi, it's Uncle Jeremiah. Uh, Uncle <laughs> Sorry, keep <laughs> We have him watching the cruise. <laughs> but he also... <laughs> That's so cute. Sorry, go ahead. So I, I, I feel like sometimes it's hard for us to enjoy something so good and something that just represents us that we're so picky because everyone is it's like we're so selfish because all we're thinking about is our own struggles and i like how you said when you were talking when you guys were talking about the dreamers act and how sunny was all talking about helping everyone like that's his goal that's the dream and so and it sucks because we live in we as um i would say americans live in this privileged world of trying to always will always attack something and it's like can we first be proud that we have something like this you know what i mean and it's like i i get that struggle of colorism and i get that stuff of you know and i'm like but let's be proud and i and i understand that there's things that need to be addressed and stuff that needs to be and have a conversation yeah. a conversation about it um i don't know it's you know, the movie came out. We weren't able to see it that opening weekend, so we had to wait till the next Saturday. So I avoided. But I mean, of course, social media is going to pop up. I remember thinking, "Damn, can we let the movie breathe for like?" It was like the next oh, day. Real. Articles came out, yeah. and it. I was thinking that too. Like, I, I understand as much as I can understand. Right, I'm not part of that community. The frustration, but my God, look at what was included in that movie. It, and it reminded me of when my dad would get mad if I got 
a 98% on a test and it wasn't a hundred. I'm like, of course it could always be better. But and so I, I was a little frustrated. Um, then I read some of the articles on it and I, and I, I you know, as I calmed down, uh, I empathize a bit more now, but I, I was like, I, I think I just like to celebrate the wins. As people yes. call it, we don't get a lot of wins. Exactly. And I feel like this is a humongous win but now it's just been bogged down, I feel, by a lot of this criticism. Um, like, well, I, I think because social media is so in your face all the time, right? Mm. Like where before, maybe you'd read a review in the paper or, mm. like, you know, you'd see it for yourself. And then I, I don't remember paying as much to reviews as movies. Like, I just remember loving movies. And when I go back and watch a movie, yeah, it might be a shit movie, but then I remember like the nostalgia of watching it maybe when I was little or something. And like, it's still just because it doesn't get critically acclaimed or whatever, doesn't mean that it doesn't sit well with like me and what's in my heart. And of mm -hmm. course we're humans and we're going to continually change and, and learn and be better as we progress through life. At least that's the hope. But I think I understand the colorism because again, black people in all communities are typically just not considered mm -hmm. and they're not seen. I will never know what it's like to be a black woman, but I know that that's a very real thing for a lot of people. And I was trying to, sorry. No, no, no you're sorry. I, I, I was trying to check like my privilege as mm -hmm. I was reading these articles because they're like, okay, wait, that is something I wasn't considering. I, I am on the lighter skin of being Latino. So maybe mm -hmm. this is something that I'm like, damn, I wasn't like, I'm aware of it, but it wasn't at the forefront of my mind when I was watching this movie. But then you're I never going to know what that's like, right? No, no. But it's hard because I feel like we live right now in a society where we expect artists, mm -hmm. politicians, or anybody in the forefront to literally include everyone oh, at all gosh. moments. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also harsh and an unjust and responsibility unfair. on the shoulders mm -hmm. of these artists. Sure. Like, For I sure. think you can have a message and it would be a single message to that art piece or multiple, like you can't burden them with every message that we're trying to put out there. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that he decided, you know what? Uh, we're gonna make Nina's dad a single parent mm. instead of having his, you know, very traditional mother father rule. And doing like, oh, it's going to be his father, not a single mother. Mm -hmm. And then also adding the complexity of, but I also want a traditional marriage in the sense of like, you know, a, a, a partnership. So we're going to do Claudia and um, Claudia and what was her name now? I'm, I'm having a hard time to remember. Diana or Daniela. Um, it's just, the two of the salon ladies are actually married or together. Oh, yeah. Oh. Carla. Yeah. Yeah. Carla. Yeah. Carla. Carla. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm like, okay, so that he's trying to put like, not push that narrative, but again, present that story. Mm -hmm. So, and then I look back and I'm like, look, I think people forget that there was this very like brief moment in Hollywood where Latino stories were being told in the early nineties. Oh. And, and we forget because we're like, you know, they kind of got pushed and didn't get that claim, but you're talking about stand and deliver, you know, American me, mi familia, um, I like whether you like it or not, blood in, blood out. Yeah. Born in East LA. Yeah. Like, there were these plot lines, and you know what? I'm not a gangster, but I can appreciate the artist, the artistry, and the storytelling in Blood in, Blood Out. 
and not want to just oh it's a garbage movie because it didn't tell the story of X and X. La Bamba. I think yeah, La Bamba, uh, Selena. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think Lynn handled it very smart. Yeah. Instead, yes, of like, instead of fighting or like yeah. saying like oh, understand it, he's just like look, it's not perfect. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. I'll try to do better work. Yeah. yeah I yeah. agree. And I think. I agree. I yeah. think I was gonna say that he said something in an interview. I think on uh, the Daily Noah. Show. Yeah. yeah. Where he's like, you know, two things can be true at once. I can be really proud of what we accomplished and still take into account that I'm human and. I'm going to make some mistakes along the way and I'll try to learn from this and be better next time. Mm-hmm. My therapist says that all the time. And I'm like, yes, two things can be true at once. Absolutely. Yeah. And so while, you know, they tried to, um, they were cognizant of the fact that they wanted to cast an Afro Latinx person and they did. Nina was Afro Latina. She was lighter skinned, but she was still Afro Latina. So they, they tried yep. to make conscious steps, right? They tried to include, I think, a lot of different, again, this isn't the background, but they tried to include all skin colors. They tried to include different body types. They had the two um, salon ladies that were, um, that, were in a, a, that were married, apparently. I was a little sad that I didn't even realize that they were yeah. married, though. Like, they, I thought to be very honest that it was a mother and daughter and it, I didn't put it together in the very beginning that they wake up in the bed and then like she helps her up like because you can't really tell that it's them and they there's very subtle hints of it throughout the movie where like I think in the house when they're doing the dinner for Nina they dance um you know very essentially and like very I think at the very very end um Carla gets jealous of Daniela dancing with the guy yeah but it's so subtle like if you're not really in tune with it or no part going into the movie part, you know that they are together then it kind of goes over your head and not that it's you know supposed to be the center of the storyline but it just I think it would have been nice mm-hmm. um to explore that just a little bit more to kind of solidify that but I think uh, I was gonna say I saw the door open. It was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's also fair to say that like Hollywood is primarily white. Like the producers, a lot of the writers, a lot of the set people, a lot of the editing people. Like it's it's a very it's still a very white dominated industry and so i know that one of the articles had touched on like they wanted a big name so they wanted jennifer lopez in one of the main roles i guess and they purposely chose not to go down that route because they wanted to it's not just about attaching to an a star that's already there and trying to get them to pull it like they wanted i think to lift a lot of new talent and um I just I appreciated that they were trying to be um, as mindful as they could with how this movie was developed and how it was unfolded. And unfortunately, you're still going to have that structural, like institutional whiteness that is really, really hard to combat. And I think they did their best and I think they did well. I think people forget that um, they're like read an article. Here's I. I'm always down for when we're talking about colorism and how the lighter skin versus a darker skin, there's always that issue. I, and I'm always down for that, but I think people forget that um, things take time. And like, like you said, Serena, Hollywood is already white, right? It's already white. So 
if we're going to talk about this, how many um, actors or actresses that are um, Afro um, Latin? Like, do we know any? So, no, and I think that was a big part of the the issue when John Chu answered the question that was like, well, you know, we, we got the best people for the job. And that was triggering for a lot of people because that's how white people, right, established yeah, or that was got very, away with racist hiring practices. You'd be like, yeah. yeah. So it was very triggering for people. But I was also thinking like, but you have to be a good actor and you right, have yeah, to like, have good chemistry with the people you're supposed to have good chemistry with, like in this movie. And right. I feel like that's such a hard package to fill, especially in a musical, right? Like, Because if you're a singer, then okay, you're a singer. That doesn't necessarily mean you can act. Um, yeah. So while I understand that, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, oh, mm. we just lost all the I, I just think of the, I just think of like, I mean, the, when I was talking about the movies from the 90s, literally Edward James almost came out and not all of them um, uh -huh. because that's what Hollywood did. You had like your same five actors mm -hmm. or actresses that if you're going to portray Latino, you're going to get your J-Lo. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And yep. I think that to me, this feels a lot like the crab pulling the crabs trying to get out of the bucket. Have you guys heard that? Uh, like that, that metaphor for people of color, specifically Latinos, is just that any time one of us tries to succeed or is trying to get out there or, or, or has an accomplishment, there's no need to put them in a cage because the other crabs will pull them down. Mm. And this felt very much like that. Like Lynn finally made a movie presented it to America, to the world yeah. of this Latino experience. And instead of just, like you said, letting the movie breathe, taking a moment to revel in it and being happy that a story, it may not be our specific story, but like our a story is being told. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, bring it back without that attack. Yeah. And I feel like that was the problem with these articles. It was like, no, we're gonna attack you because you don't know enough or, or, or you should have yeah. known better. And, and I'm like, He's human. Yeah. Yeah. It, He's it, human. It, it's Everyone's two hours gonna... and a half. Yeah. Like we're talking about a two hour and a half story. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I, I, like I, I know that you felt, I, I, you're right. I wish they had highlighted more about the, the, the relationship between Carla and, and Claudia. Is Daniela. It Carla? <laughs> Daniela. Uh, Daniela. Daniela. Yeah. Carla and Daniela. But at the same time, I kind of like that it wasn't. So like, there because it's very yeah. much like with latinos i could assume like uh, in a very traditional household everyone would always just be like oh they're the gay people yeah like it's the, they're the ones that are gay and it was like no it's not even about that we accept you you are who you are you're part of our family and we're we don't have to make a big deal out of it mm -hmm. yeah. it, it's who it's it, it, so i think that was a positive also i guess mm -hmm. like you said it can be both things true can be true uh, mm -hmm. at the same time Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just didn't like, I feel like there was venom to the mm -hmm. critique. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I feel like there always is though. And especially now with social media, like people can find it much more easily and then like expand on it and then exaggerate it and, and then, then share it and, and then, then, and then, and yeah. then, and it's just, it's all readily available. Um, yeah. Oh, I think it's also unjust. I mean, like you have movies like the Fast and the Furious franchise where Vin Diesel plays a Latino character, but no one complains about that. Is he really? 
I mean, I, I they're Latino from South LA, you know, and I, I, I gave up on this. I think I've not. I, I, I think that that's very, I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of them either, personally. I, I just think they're too much of a stretch for me. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're one of the sponsors for, me, for the podcast. Like, oh, yeah. Sponsor. But you don't complain uh, <laughs> about them. You don't complain about those kind of storylines. Oh, mm-hmm. it's like big Hollywood's untouchable, but you have to bring down Lynn. Yeah. Uh, who's yeah. a voice. He's yeah. not going to be the voice, but yeah. he's a voice. And I think they did highlight so much good stuff. Like when Vanessa was trying to get the apartment and they were like, oh, you need a solid credit check. Well, you better believe that they probably fucking discriminated against her too because she has uh, the the last name Morales. Mm -hmm. Because that's also shown, right? If you have like a certain ethnic, quote unquote, sounding name, then Mm -hmm. you don't get as many opportunities. Like that's that's a fact that a lot of people have to live with. I like that it, again, that wasn't a major part, but it was still, it was still in there. Like you see the the discrimination in multiple levels, right? Mm -hmm. And like different scenarios. Nina with the educational experience where she was, you know, she didn't feel like she had a community when she felt like the whole world was counting on her to like make it and to fit into this narrative and this very set structure that is very privilege oriented like i was just ha- having this conversation uh a couple of days ago where they were talking about um for my sorority like you know four years when you graduate blah 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 and i was like um i took fucking seven years to graduate to yeah. get a four-year degree See? like it's not the same for everyone it's just it's <laughs> not and people experience things differently all the time and that storyline too michael was like do you feel like nina because i i came you know i i left and i came up here and i was going to school and i'm the first in my family to graduate from a four-year institution and like that's like i do feel that like that's big and then the sad thing is too though that something is nina is probably going to have to reckon with is that there is discrimination within like your family and within your communities when you are the first person to graduate Right, so like it's just it's, yeah. and it's I don't know if Jeremiah's the same for you, but well, and yeah, just pressure. You're, you're a sellout. You don't care enough. I mean, you're, you're talking too about good. Mm-hmm. the dreamer movement. Like I remember a lot of dreamer activists being kind of like rude towards me because I made I found a way to go to college, mm-hmm. and I wasn't on on the street active, like you know, like protesting every single day. And I told them, I'm like, look, one of the best causes I ever took was at ASU. And it was in the transborder studies department. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I liked about it, there was like 15 of us and we were Latinos of all different, different types of Latinos from the school. Uh, like you had the Greek Latinos that like me and a couple of other guys were a part of. You had the Latinos that were very like HBSA, like business oriented. You had the Latinos that were just purely academics and would go home. And you had like your machistas, like activist protester types. And we would talk about issues that affect our community. And what basically a semester of discussing made us realize is these issues are so big that you can't attack them from only one side. Mm. Like you need the activist, the protester, but you also need someone who can be at the table. You can need someone who's going to bring in the business community along and amplify that message. Like, and I think that as like, to go back to what you were saying is, there's a lot of negativity that comes your way from your own community 
uh, a lot of expectations that come your way from your own family. Like now I'm like the, and I guess it was always this way, but I'm like, now it's even more so of if there's a problem with anything, whether it's law related or business related or government related, like you have to give us the answer Salvador and you have to be available to us at all times. And it can be exhausting and that expectations can be, it can be rough on individuals. Um, like I, I'm thankful that I'm an extrovert and I kind of run on being able to like communicate and, and talk to others. But like my sister, who's an intro, she's very anxiety driven mm. when she gets hit with all these questions and all these like pressures of you have to live up to this moment or this thing because you're the first one. Yeah. Uh, it's I love your sister. Yeah. One of the things I liked with Vanessa not wanting to go back to school and there's a scene with her dad I think it's the dinner scene. Nina. Who? Nina. Nina. I'm sorry. Nina. Uh, sorry, Nina. Please don't <laughs> yell at me. I know. I was like, hmm. uh, our son has a huge crush on Vanessa, by the way. Like every time she comes on the screen, he like gets that goofy, <laughs> you know, little boy smile. And I go, oh my God, you have. Yes. Yeah. I go, hey, cool, man. Um, oh my God, it's so cute. And then when, when they kiss, uh, Usnavi and uh, Vanessa kiss, he made a face. And I said, that's called jealousy. <laughs> what you're feeling right now yeah, is, is jealousy. <laughs> Did you guys also realize that that kiss didn't happen until almost the end of yeah. the movie? Like, the kissing wasn't a, a, a central part mm -hmm. of the storyline. And I thought that was kind of cool, too. Yeah. With Nina and her dad, where, you know, she's saying she's not going, and they're going back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I, at least for me, I was rooting for Nina. And then the dad says... Well, you're the best of us. If you can't make it, what does that say about the rest of us? And then I, I flashed to my mom and I, my mom immigrating here and like working so hard and getting on my ass every day about school and all this stuff. I go, oh, that's why. Like, you weren't just being a jerk, mom. And so like they've put so much into us, uh, even 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 if their parents that didn't immigrate parents love us hopefully and they they put so much into us to grow and succeed and to hear that frustration in that line like if if not you then then like what is the hope for the rest of us then i thought it was a really beautiful scene and again uh, yeah. two things can be true at once it can mm -hmm. be really yeah. overwhelming and unfair for nina and it can be Very. all your eggs in one basket with this girl from the parents perspective. yeah that's um, a sad reality what were some of your favorite uh, moments or, or songs from the, the movie? Um, mine was with uh, Abuela. Oh, yeah. Paciencia, you think? Like, oh. uh, I, I just, I, that musical scene was like, it, it was like, it was so touching it was just it, it was perfectly done her voice was amazing oh my goodness and like she gave me chills and i was just like and like you just see it going and you're just like oh, please don't tell me this is gonna happen i'm not ready for this i'm just not ready and like the end of it was like it was so perfectly done and i cried yeah i i cried i was like I, my eyes started getting watery and i was just like oh okay mm -hmm. this is yeah. yeah, I agree. I think it was like her wisdom throughout the whole yes. movie. It, it, it was this very real understanding of like, I love my home and, and what she envisions her home as Cuba, 
Right. But but understanding that her home couldn't support her mom and her. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had to she didn't want to. She had to come to survive, to thrive, to to live. And then also like the, the tidbits of wisdom that she tells was not even like mm-hmm. you think going over there doesn't mean you're not gonna work anymore. Right. Like either way, like my mom was just like you and she cleaned houses until the day she died. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just kind of like wake up son like home is where you make it kind of reality like her trying to tell her but then also understanding that she's starting to navigate a world that no longer fits her mm. like when she goes to the dry cleaner and she's yeah. has these beautiful napkins that I know. Are and they want to uh, charge her an arm and a leg and they want to mm. charge her an arm and a leg and she's just kind of like oh, there was this like dignified though she, she was very dignified in the way she's like so oh. let me think about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i just think about how many times like my so, grandmother the community my mom and everything are just kind of like, I wish I could do this, but I can't. Yeah. And it's uh, not your fault, but I like it, it. It was very much reminiscent to when she says, my mom bought those velvet gloves. Yeah. Yeah. It's those quiet ways to keep your dignity, even when you feel like you're losing your humanity. And to show the, the world you're not you're invisible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To show the world you're not invisible. Yeah. I was like, oh, abuela. <laughs> and, and honestly i i just go back to those two words because i think those are something that we need as a society uh, a lot is paciencia because uh you know patience we, we're we're an instant gratification society now mm-hmm. um, and there is something very powerful in people and being able to not necessarily wait but to understand that there is a better tomorrow faith that faith that something's going to happen and, and i think that's beautiful too because ironically lin Manuel miranda created aaron burr and his biggest issue was waiting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's the antagonist and now you have abuela who's literally saying the same message mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah. she's a hero you know it's two that's things cool. can be true at the same yeah. time yeah i didn't connect that that's yeah. cool well and i think in both cases right it's a testament to the powerhouse that is lin manuel miranda like he like i read in in one of the articles it also said like it was um you know it shows his virtuosity as a composer and as a songwriter and as a cultural historian and i loved that like Mm. i love cultural historian yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that was probably one of my favorite pieces in the movie and it just it really does break my heart every time like we weren't yeah. even watching the whole thing and i was still crying i was like she's forward. like fast forward this fast <laughs> forward. it's it's yeah it's one of those because then you always get the which one's better the play or the movie but the movie you just you're able to do things and make things visually that you can't on a stage like uh, you just can't like I, I i acted for 10 years you just you can't do the things they did in that abuela scene with the lights and the dancers and how it was transitioned. Like it, you just can't. And so I, I think that that argument is unfair um, to try to have. One of, I love the opening number. I still, every single time chills run through my body when they do that camera down and and the song is ending and they go in the heights, boom. I go, fuck yeah. it, just take my, like, I can walk out <laughs> right now, take, uh, take it, take all the money. I. I almost feel bad watching, being able to watch the movie for free over and over and over again on my couch. Like it, mm-hmm. that, that that whole number is incredible. How 
you know, I think it's like a musical device that they have to do is reintroduce the characters in the play, right? You do, the, they come in, say a line, they go out, they sing the song. And, you know, every single, when they, when Benny comes in, Benny, like each little <laughs> section is, is fine tuned to each character coming in. Um, it's beautiful. I mean, 96,000, I love, yeah, oh God. Each one talking about what they would do with the money. Uh, Carnaval at the end with all the, the flags. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. And then even the little, when they would do the little sections for each each country, uh, and they'd do a little dance really quickly um, mm -hmm. in that piece. Um, to me, that resonated a lot because we just saw that article of the high school kid that tried to graduate holding his, fla uh, yeah. his flag and how they withheld his diploma for the weekend, basically, until the country flipped the table. And again, we come back to that thing. Two things can be true at once. You can be proud of your heritage and who you are mm -hmm. and love this country. And it's not a betrayal. You know, like, just because, it's not. you know, yeah. Uh, what were some pieces you saw, you and Serena? I know you said the Abuela piece. Were there any other ones um, that stood out? I did like the story of uh, Vanessa and like trying to find a way to not escape, but to try to make her dreams come true. Like the first thing that my wife noticed when we were watching it is like, she's going to get the fabric from the trash can. Oh, like, mm -hmm. and it was, you know, as she was just walking and I didn't catch that instantly, but it's just kind of like the mentality. Like, even when you don't have something, the ambition and the drive to be like, well, I'm still going to find a way, mm -hmm. uh, whatever that way may look like. I think that was very reminiscent of uh, the, the immigrant experience. Mm -hmm. I loved when I saw the, the drapes fall from mm. the buildings and oh, the beautiful right. colors. Also, her just kind of running down this city block. Yeah. You know, you think of New York, you think of so many people, like no one's ever alone in my mind in, the, in a city as big as New York, but mm -hmm. here she is feeling alone in a city as big as New York. So I, I thought that was very important too. Yeah. And she still made her dreams come true without taking the path that was already set for her by white society, right? Like mm -hmm. you have to go to school to get a degree in fashion. You have to attend a certain school in order to be deemed as qualified, right? Or, or have credibility in that respect. Like she still made her dream come true in the end, like with the fashion in, sold in the Snobby store were in yeah. their store together and I don't know if she ever went to school but it seemed like her definition of success also changed right like the definition mm, of like what okay. was brought meaning to her life and I yeah. like and something that people haven't discussed or I haven't really read an article on it is this is the first musical that I've seen where he gives you the option the option to switch to Spanish not like on the drop down but on the HBO, it'll give you the option to switch to Spanish. So oh. all the words are in Spanish, even like in the Heights, it's in mi barrio. So basically oh, cool. in my hood. Yeah. And the songs all rhyme in Spanish. To me, that was crazy because I was just like, I remember when I saw Hamilton on Disney Plus, I was like, I want to show this to my parents. But in <laughs> Spanish, uh. it's just the subtitles, if that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when I saw this, it was like he, they made it for yeah. us. Yeah. And he like they went out of the way to make it rhyme for us. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's and not always gonna be a straight translation. Like it's it's not it doesn't it's not like even Sueñito. 
Yeah. They, 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 in the movie, they describe it as little dream because that's the literal translation of sueñito, little drink. But to me, that's not the way it comes across. Like mm -hmm. for me as a Latino, I hear sueñito and I think more of like my dear dream mm. instead of my little dream. Mm -hmm. Like a, like it's a very humble dream, but it's cherished to me. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when very you talk personal. to a little kid, like, yeah, like when you have a son and his name is Carlos, there's an, a terms of endearment when you call him Carlitos, you know? And it's the same way when I think about sueñito. It's just like my very little, my very cherished dream it mm -hmm. is where I would translate it to. So I think that that could have been done a little bit better instead of just kind of like, oh, it's just a small dream. Mm -hmm. No, it's a huge dream that's very cherished. That means a lot, yeah. I love the the club scene. I, I was like, "Let's not be don't let so a, reminiscent of the West Side her. Story. What the two doing? like sides, right? The women and the and the, yeah. and, or the two. And then so, Benny kind of egging her on, and and the the friendship between them was really great too. God damn it! Yeah, yeah. That scene, I was so confused. He was like. Oh, if you if you want to dance with him, you can't. And I was just like, you just offered her to dance with him, sir. Yeah, she's gone. <laughs> yes, bye. You go bye. Yeah, bye. You are. It's over now. Um, that was something I thought was a little antiquated. Where she at the end of that scene, she was like, "You abandoned me," and then he's like, yeah. well, "You were out shaking your ass with everybody," and I was like. I don't you, like any of this right now. <laughs> like that is you don't, but then you think about like how dumb people are. Yeah, when they're in their young yeah. early twenties. Like yeah. I think back to that's true. Some of the things in like situations of us in college, and I'm like, that's cringeworthy that yeah. I used to act that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, totally. yeah. And, and I'm like, like now, like I, I consider myself like a hopeless romantic, but when I was like in college, well, not even college, when I was like in middle school, I'm like, why was I trying to find the love of my life when I was 14? Right. Yeah, you know, but that's that was very real to us, and it's cringeworthy now when I think about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just love the the aspects in the movie. You know, I I'm not of the Latinx community, but the just just the the whole finding I mean, I your say, dream. I I don't I don't know. Oh, we Serena's making the argument that I should apply for my Latinx card because <laughs> the Spanish. So took like over. even in talking to his mom, the like some of the the terms she uses, she uses like. Pueblo, they have a, 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 where she's from is called Luna, yeah. right? They mm -hmm. use Cuchara, they use Benedor, like they use Spanish words because there's such a heavy Spanish influence. It's Filipino, right? Yeah. 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 El peso. Yeah. Pantalón yeah. is like pantalón or something like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot of there's the same so many... words and um, yeah. even some of the celebrations like a quinceanera, uh, we have something similar. I read, I read yeah. two, yeah. like maybe two articles a long time ago because we were trying to research um, Dia de los Muertos when it came out, when Coco came out. And uh, they celebrate Dia de los Muertos in, this, in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. they, it's, I think it originated there or I can't remember what exactly, but it's like a really strong celebration in the Philippines. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And mind-boggling because I would have never known and I don't know if that comes from Spain I don't know but it yeah. was just really like that was something that I thought was really cool like two completely different you know cultures share something so similar mm -hmm. and share something yeah. that's, that's really yeah. nice and I think that's something that I'm glad is happening and like when we I watch Crazy Rich Asians I I literally did Ancestry DNA and I have like no Asian in me whatsoever like mm -hmm. but I identified with a lot of the stuff that I saw in the movie. 
you know, with her being her from coming from a mom who had nothing to becoming this professor in college and game theory. Like, uh, I mean, obviously I'm not a professor in college and game theory, but like <laughs> yeah. that, 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 that hustle and that ambition and that being proud of it and then still somehow not living up to it. Uh, I think people need to take a step back. And when you see an artistic piece, it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. but it's just supposed to pull something speak to you in some way somehow yeah um, yes. and it's and hopefully and, it's not the last like you know movie oh, that we have right, the, yeah, not, the last not the... musical that we have like and i think that's a part of the issue right like the bar is so low because there's not very much else to compare it to there's not very much else out there to begin with and i think that's where a lot of the really harsh yeah. criticism comes from I remember one of the statistics that I read out there is that at least for the Latino community, we're actually one of the largest demographic, if not the largest demographic that goes to the movies. Like we're very supportive of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather have stories like in the Heights where it's relevant that they're bringing in our culture instead of like, I, I, you know, I, I love the Marvel movies. But the beginning of Ant-Man, it's either Ant-Man or Ant-Man 2, the beginning of it is like the reggaeton. Like the yeah. opening sequence has nothing to do with, with the Hispanic culture, but I'm like, here it goes again. If you watch any Hollywood movie now, I feel like there's always like, this goes to the Latino crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, Spanish-speaking buzz, you know, mm-hmm. the tortilla, Mr. Potato Head. Like, it, yeah. it's little subtle nods to it. And I'm, I'm glad, but I'd rather have this. I'd rather mm-hmm. have stories. I'd rather have our voices being elevated instead of just kind of like fodder. Serena took 57 pages of notes. Uh, we only have like five more minutes. Do you want to? No, I'm okay. Oh, That's sure. how my brain processes. Like I have to, like I have to take, the, and I have to write it down. Like I can't. I'm <laughs> not kidding. You're not kidding. It's not. So we will be talking about this after. Uh, I love, I love that she thinks so deeply about stuff. And I was like, you know, it's an hour. Uh, I told them an hour. It's. Uh, I rely heavily on my preparation, apparently. <laughs> I, I think you should teach a course on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I took Myth of Scarface. They have courses like that. Mm. I've yeah. always wanted to be a teacher. I don't know if that's where I'm headed now, but um, yeah, yeah. I am um, one that relies heavily on preparation. Was there a, a character that, I guess for the last question, like really resonated with you in, in watching the movie? Sunny. Sunny. And I mean that that's the that's the obvious choice uh for me, but it's this he's in love with this city, he's mm-hmm. in love with this neighborhood, he lives and breathes Washington Heights, and he is in a part of it legally. Yeah. And I like that when they went to the attorney, the attorney said like this is you're actually going to be facing an uphill battle and who knows how this ends up. And I like that when they did the fast forward scene, they didn't touch on Sonny. You don't know what happened. If he stayed there, if he didn't. Oh, that's true. Because when they asked, why did you do that? And they're like, because we're literally deciding right now what we do with Sonny. Like society is deciding what we do with Sonny. So if you want to know what happens to him, make it happen. You want him to stay? Find a way for dreamers to stay. Yeah. If you want him to, he got deported and didn't do anything. That's what can happen if we don't do anything. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I really like that. Kind of left it up to the 
yeah. to the audience, not to decide. Well, yeah, to decide. Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I mean, I when they do the like the final like dancing in the street and like Usnavi and Vanessa's daughter is, is running around. And I noticed, oh, like the other characters aren't there. Okay. But I I didn't even think about like how does that resonate with Sunny specifically? Mm-hmm. Um Serena, Jeremiah, was there a character that really resonated with you? I, I agree. It was Sunny. It was it was the fact that his was so like simple and he not that he's not asking for a lot, but he's keeping it as simple compared to everybody else wanting these big things. And he's just like, I'm I'm happy being here. Yeah, I would say uh, probably Nina. Yeah. In one of the articles, he made an interesting comparison to Nina and to Usnavi, where Usnavi's home, like his, where he felt community, where he felt comfort was in the DR, right? Where he was like, best days of my life, every day when he woke up. And for Nina, it was New York. It was, it was in the Heights. And I thought, oh yeah, like that's, that's a really interesting, um, like parallel there, where it just, I still feel like Tucson is my home every time I go, but I can still have a home here, like with my family and like with my family that's not Michael and Oliver and like <laughs> like friends and and people I've met because I've been up here for like twelve years. Oh, not oh, that sounded so bad. I didn't even realize. <laughs> Esteban, we're talking about Esteban now. Okay, no, but you know what I mean. For me, like, for, for for my family, it's Rob Lowe. <laughs> oh. My wife would run off with that man if she could, I swear. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Anytime Jason Momoa pops up, she goes, there it is. Betty White had the same reaction. I said, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. Because um, I was, you know, I like, had the issue with, like, um, leaving her hometown and going somewhere that was completely a culture shock, I would say. Yeah. Like a big shock and you know a reality check of like this is the way the world is you know and stuff like that and I always I do believe like yes everyone doesn't need to go to college um or you know and whatnot um but I remember lately um I've been watching like blackish oh I want to see that do we have too many shows we have to watch okay so you guys haven't seen it it's on our list so don't Uh, play Okay. So you can spoil. Well, I'm okay with it. Okay, so so one of the kids, I'll just say, one of the kids um doesn't end up going to college. It it made me really really upset with the like the show. Like I, I get it's like a funny show and whatnot, but like it bothered me. I haven't finished it, but like it bothered me because I was like the way it, the show was talked about and stuff, and I'm like, you're a black person who needs to go because of the world that we live in, exactly. you know? Yeah. And so, and, and then it bothered me because of the way they did the character. The character was very smart, valedictorian, mm. and didn't go to college. And I'm like, but you, you have all of this. You have yeah. all of it. You would succeed easily in college with your grades, you know, but it was the, it was the whole thing of them not wanting to go because they felt they didn't, they didn't know what they want to do. And I was like, okay, I guess I get that. But, but see, I, I, I don't get that because like with a lot of like white families, 
I don't know how many white kids I met in college that were like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. But they, but they, but they still walked in and they owned the room. Yeah. Exactly. And we and don't I'm have just like, English. no, we yeah. don't have that. And we don't, it, yeah. it, it's hard and it's difficult. Like, I think I'll be honest. I think I would have a hard time if one of my children didn't go to college. And I know yeah. it's going to be a decision that they're going to make, but like, I, I love the concept that I didn't really think about college until I was in middle school and how mm. that leads to a better future. But my daughter looks at the ASU logo and starts doing the fork, um, you know, yeah. like, like she, she likes seeing the, the intro to the football games. Oh, tight, where, yeah. Like Sparky walks through the city. Mm-hmm. Like she'll ask me to throw that on YouTube. But to her, it's not even like the sport because I'm like, oh, she just thinks about it as a fan. No, she literally says, mom, because we take her to sim class. Mm-hmm. And my and, and my wife was like, okay, what kind of class do you want to take next? And she said, I want to go to ASU. Oh. And, and I'm just like, that's the difference though. Yeah. That's what happens, thankfully, that her parents had an opportunity to go to college. So it's normal to her to think of it. ASU is my school. Yeah. Whereas with us, we don't have the luxury to be like, wait, do I belong? Do I not belong? If I do go, I need to go boom, 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 boom. Like yes. I can't strip off the path. Um, yeah. That's a whole other podcast yeah. conversation. Yeah, but for sure. Yeah. yeah and, that's, and that's what kind of bothered me about that, the character in that show. Cause it was just like, cause they, they're wealthy, they're wealthy blacks, you know? Mm-hmm. And the, the reason why it's called blackish is because they're wealthy blacks, and so the thing about it is trying to make the kids um, understand they're like they're blackish because they 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 come from money because of their parents, but their parents went to college, you know, and their parents grew up differently, um, and it's and it's just like so now I guess you have this privilege to not money is power. Yeah, go to college, and because uh, they want to take a gap year, and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like what's, what? What? What's what is that? Exactly. You have to shop at the Gap for one and, year. And what made it worse is they had a full ride. <gasps> <gasps> oh my! I got so irritated with the character, and I was just and like, "Is that, that really? No, it's not." Either. It's hard watching it with just that character because mm. of the way I look at things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I'm trying to be like, okay, I guess I understand because I, I guess you have the privilege to do it, but it still doesn't. My thing is, I don't like looking at it and thinking like, if I was a kid, oh, this kid doesn't have to go and they can do this. But I was like, that's not realistic for me. You yeah. know what I mean? He's yeah. black, I'm black, or she's black, um, and I'm black, and then they're deciding to do this. I I don't have that as yeah. a kid, but it's just I don't know. It's, but that's more of like fantasy. It's just, but that bothered me. And so I thought about like, like you said with Nina and her not wanting to go to college. And I was like, her whole thing was more like, I understood it and it didn't make me angry, mm. you know? And I understood where she was coming from. It was completely different than like, you have someone who has all the means and everything yeah. but still refusing to. Well, that's yeah. what made me mad about that story was the fact that like, Okay, I get it. You went all, You went to the other coast. You went to Stanford. You mm-hmm. didn't feel like you had a support system. But, like, I remember Benny bringing it back up. He's like, you got accepted to NYU. You mm-hmm. got accepted to Columbia. 
Like, yes. like but Stanford you is also an elite school. Yeah. Stanford is. is also yeah. an elite school, and there's yeah. so much more pressure to go to an elite school instead of like, not that NYU is bad, but it's just like when you have that, and again, you feel like everyone is counting on you to make it out like you feel even more pressure to go to that elite school and that's a that's an issue because that's why she had no community right because think about who has access who has the ability to go to an elite school and i think um, that was what my issue though was though like okay so stanford's not for you i am not going to force anyone to go to back to a place where they don't feel like they have a support system yeah but it, it was the it was almost like she had given up on college totally yeah, yeah, that's what it seemed and like. I, and I didn't like that aspect of it because I'm like, at least from what it showed in that clip where she's growing up, she's like, girls putting in the work. She's putting in the hours. Dad's yeah. sacrificing binary computer. It's unfair that she has these expectations. Yeah. I just think it was difficult for me to swallow yeah. the whole, I had a bad year, yeah. so I'm giving up. But she's Education human. College. But yeah. she's human. And she's, we all have our low points, right? Where like yeah. we think like there's just there's nothing else. Like there's there's yeah. nothing else like I can do. She was probably so terribly unhappy and they didn't touch on mental health, but I'm assuming it, it contributed great like yeah. greatly to her mental health. Oh, you and, and you so, tell. Yeah. yeah. And so I was telling Michael, like, like, you know, she, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, she probably, if she wanted to, once she like kind of figured out like a new purpose to mm-hmm. go to college toward the end, like she, I was like, she could have, she could have gone to so many other schools. If she got accepted to standard, then you better believe she's going to get accepted to every fucking else, like every other school. Right. Yeah, right. So if she wanted to, she could. And if she had to, you know, go to community college and, and, you know, work her way back up, then cool. That's another route to do it. But at least she found like a new uh, like she was reinvigorated and found a new hope, like in order to complete her studies and, 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 and to make the uh, difference that she mm-hmm. wanted to. And honestly, I think it just comes about to like loving the complexity of all the characters. Yeah. Because like even as we're having this conversation, as like what Jeremiah and I kind of struggle with understanding her struggles. Mm-hmm. I'm as I'm speaking or as I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I sound like her dad. <laughs> like you know, right. like it sucks because like you want to understand something that is not it is foreign to me like that 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 mentality of like because i haven't fully been there and relating to her dad and, and his experiences and the way he approaches the world you know obviously this man is very ambitious if he had nothing and started his taxi route business like he's very track minded very like this is what i do i'm very type a and nothing gets in my way uh and not understanding like my sister is very different in the way she approaches her life so I think there's a beauty to that, like being able to have the voices for all those different characters. Yeah. It's a really great movie. Yeah. It is one of my favorites. Yeah. One of my favorites. Well, thank you all for, for doing this. I'm probably going to go watch it again when the little boy <laughs> jumping on the damn Did bed. you see him? Like, <laughs> like we weren't laughing at you, like <laughs> opening up. That. It might look like that, but it, we just saw him like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> You get the performer from this guy. I don't know from where. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Probably Jason Momoa. All right. Have a great rest of your day, y'all. Thank. I really, okay. I really appreciate nice this. To you. Thank you. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Bye. And like kind of that passing of the torch, passing on that sueñito, it just pulls at your heartstring the whole movie.